Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Getting started here on another Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with Mike Kapler. The Growing in Grace podcast found at growingingrace.org. All of our past episodes can be found there, uh, going way back to the beginning and uh, all the way up to the present. So if you want to find, you know, there's a search tool on there, somewhere on the page there, that you can just, if you want to find a a certain topic that we may have talked about, type that in there and see uh, what, what shows up. And again, you can just scroll through the the website, uh, one podcast at a time, or there is a page on there also called, uh, I think it's Podcast Archives, where uh, they're not named, but you can just go to the date of our 900 plus podcast and just listen to one randomly if you want to. It's growingingrace.org. And of course, you can always listen on uh, on various different podcast apps as well. So Mike Kapler is with me, and here we go, another Growing in Grace podcast. We've been talking about uh, works, Joel, and um, the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we talked about people who think grace enables us to keep the law. If you missed it, go back and check it out. By the way, when you're at growingingrace.org, growingingrace.org, um, you'll notice the most recent programs are at the top, but uh, hundreds of programs to choose from, but the most recent ones you'll see first. So you can check that out um, if you can't find it on your podcast app. And um, so we talked about that. Last week, we also talked about, you know, genuine conversions and how works are involved with that or not involved, as the case may be. And so we're going to take this on to the, to the, to the, to the uh, next step. And um, let's, let's talk about works because sometimes people only catch some of what we're saying. You might be a new listener. You're, you're maybe just starting to wrap your mind a little bit around some of this grace stuff after being in bondage for so long to church teaching that sometimes went against the, the true grace of the gospel, became a very works-oriented thing, uh, very legalistic in, in many ways. And, and so you're, you're sort of transitioning from that into this, this grace message thing now. What, and the differences are vast, right? And it's a very um, slow and steady growing experience for everyone. And it was for the people back in Jesus' day too, and after the resurrection. You know, I had somebody on, I had somebody on social media, Joel, tell me that he thought that the apostles and the people who hung out with Jesus, that they they knew everything, that they didn't need any growing. They they were given the keys to the kingdom, and they just they know everything there was to know, and that's why they were given this uh, responsibility for writing some of these New Testament pages. So I I found that amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's somebody would actually think that, um, but uh, that's probably going in a different direction from from where we want to go. But there is a growing <laughs> process here, and let's talk about how works can be a part of it. Right, no matter what human being has ever lived, I mean, um, when you hear about the gospel, the truth of the gospel, there's going to be a growing process. You don't know it all right away, and there there was a period of time when I was in more of a, a legalistic mindset in in a certain church and then ended up uh, beginning uh, to go to 
attending another church that was teaching a good grace message. And I actually, within myself, I um, was somewhat scared to do this, but yet it was kind of necessary where I just stopped focusing on performance, my own performance. I stopped focusing on what I was going to do or not do. And again, it because I had been in such a, a works performance motivated setting, um, it was kind of a little bit scary to just not focus on works anymore. But I found myself being very much at peace and I found myself getting to know God and my identity in him without this focus on works. And again, I was worried, will this cause me to just be stagnant and never do anything and and just be lazy? Um, and I found quite the opposite happen. Um, I'm not I'm not a very goal oriented person. I'm, I'm not a person who um, <laughs> I started this uh, a job. And there was somebody else there who is fairly new and she is just work, 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 go, go, go. But she loves it. She just loves, she can't be not working. So all day long at this place where I work, she'll just be moving, 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 doing, doing, doing. I like to just move at a good steady pace. And um, if I get a break, some downtime, I love it. You know, I don't feel like I have to be work, work, work. But um, there are some people who are oriented in such a way that they really like doing, doing, doing. And that's fine. Uh, I'm more of a steady-as-she-goes type of, type of person. But so I found myself growing in my identity in Christ, learning more about who, who God is and who he has made me to be according to his grace and not according to what I do. And that was a really important time in my life. And, and I still carry that focus. I found that I do not need to be focused on performance, on works, on what I'm supposed to be doing, quote, supposed to be doing, because I have found that as the Spirit leads me, and as I discover what's just true in my own heart, uh, the, the, the good heart that God has given me, uh, the new heart that God has given me, I don't need to focus on doing, and things come, it just seems more naturally. Um, now, Paul, in, in 2 Corinthians 9, now he was talking about giving here, but I like to relate this to all of our life in Christ. Um, so let each one of you give as he purposes in his heart. As he purposes in his heart. So you get to decide in your own heart what you want to give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. I think the same is true of really any aspect of the doing in our life in Christ. Let you do as you purpose in your heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful doer. I mean, you get to decide. You don't have to live by a list of rules and regulations of what you have to do. But you can look into your own heart, again, the heart that God has given you, the new heart. And a lot of your doing can simply come from that. You know, we use this uh, little passage here uh, kind of frequently every every now and then. And it's from Titus chapter 2. Grace instructs us to deny ungodliness mm -hmm. and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and in a godly manner in the present age. That's what grace will do once we begin to understand grace. Once we begin to, and you kind of alluded to this, Joel, once, once we begin to grow in the understanding of who we are as believers in Christ, mm 
identified as not sinners, as we talked about recently, but as the righteousness of God. Uh, yes, everyone has sinned. We understand that. But you are identified now in him as the righteousness of God. It's gifted to us, you see. And whether people understand that or not, and whether they express it or not, doesn't change the fact that you, in him, as a believer in Christ, are the righteousness of God in him. You are declared to be holy and perfected, blameless, and the list goes on. And we could list dozens of them here, but most people aren't taught this. They're just kind of taught how bad they are and how hard, how hard they need to work at trying to be better. God has made you better. That's the whole point of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the shed blood through the finished work. I mean, it was, it was him who brought us to this place. It's an inheritance. It's not something we work for. It's gifted. And when we begin to understand who God has made us to be, apart from our efforts, uh, as we begin to grow and understand that truth, then we can begin to see something that just naturally takes place within the Spirit, with God moving through us, so the, the, the works. And, and as you said, Joel, it's not like a list, like what was, what was um, laid out in the Old Covenant or at your church or your church statement or anything like that. See, there, there's just no, there's no specifics on it. Um, but works now can become a part of this person who God has made you to be. And, and so I, I just want to encourage you, because here's the problem. If, if you just think that you're always wondering where you stand with God, if you're always thinking that I'm just a sinner, and I need to be forgiven again, and I need to rededicate my life again, or I might need to get saved again, I mean, where, where is that going to leave you? I mean, that's, that's not a place of rest. That's not a place of peace. It's not a place of joy. But when you begin to understand who you are already as a righteous individual and that you are already forgiven and that nothing is ever going to change with any of that, it begins to trigger something new on the inside. I know it did for me. When I began to realize that I, did, I didn't just have to be trying to work at trying to gain God's favor anymore, that I already had God's favor, it didn't make me want to... Uh, and I, I, I was maybe challenged a little bit with it like you were too, Joel, but ultimately it really didn't make me want to just you know, go out and sin or, or do nothing. It inspired me to want to tell other people about what Jesus accomplished for us. And what that does for people beyond that, it's, it's up to each individual. Some, some people, you know, because you can be somebody who's not saved. I mean, you can, a dog can be taught how to behave, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, anybody can be taught anything. So you don't have to be a believer in Christ to produce outward fruit of some kind, to produce some sort of good works. I've said this before, but some of the most fruitful people I know outwardly, some of the nicest people I know, and maybe they're saved, I don't know, but they don't claim to be Christians, necessarily in some cases but there's some of the just some of the nicest people and they do anything for me they do anything for people um and then you've got christians who are saved who maybe sit around like bumps on a log and they aren't very nice <laughs> yep <laughs> we, we it's hard for us to judge who is who based on what they do so i, I want us to be careful about that too yeah that's it that's it there's no place for judging based upon uh, whether a person 
uh, has a whole bunch of really good works or just a few, or even if their life doesn't seem like they're producing any good works and maybe in the opposite thing, you, we don't know the heart. We don't know what, what that person has been taught. I think there are a lot of times when people are taught a whole bunch of do's and do's and do's and don'ts and don'ts and don'ts, and they just get fed up with the church because they just can't live up to it. And they might go and rebel. Uh, that's a lot of times what doing and you know teaching do's and don'ts and law and regulations and rules, that's what will happen to a person. Uh, they'll rebel against that. Even, and that's it's a fleshly thing, but it's even as the Holy Spirit is indwelling that person, they're fed up with the whole system, with, with all the things that they're being taught, and so they do go on kind of a, a fleshly tear, but that's not who they are. That doesn't determine who they are because it's the Christ and what he has done that determines our identity no matter what we do. So no matter what you see a person doing, you really can't judge. You really can't know that person's, quote, spiritual identity based upon what they do. And we can't judge. Um, I know that. <clears throat> so in, in my life, I was formally taught all these things that I had to do. I have to do this. I have to do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. But when I did finally realize that I am free to not do anything, I don't have to do anything. When, when that realization finally hit me, that's when I was able to begin to grow in my, in my true identity. And I was able to find out what really was in my heart that I really wanted to do. I've, I found freedom, and it's with that freedom if you have that motivation to do works that comes from freedom rather than having to do, rather than being taught rules and regulations. It's like you were saying, Cap, there are so many people that are taught in the church how bad they are. You're bad. You're bad. Now do better. And it's like they're taught you've got this deceitful and wicked heart, but stop sinning, but you, so you better stop sinning. Well, I mean, if you have a wicked and deceitful heart, then isn't that going to be what you do? You're going to you're going to sin. That's that's what comes from wicked and deceitful heart. But in Christ, we've been given a new heart, a new spirit, and we're able to grow in this identity. Find out who we are in Christ. Find out who God has made you to be. How good and righteous God has truly made you to be, and then you can start to live from that rather than from. Uh, like, I got to perform out of guilt, or I got to perform to try to get myself right with God. If you know that you're already right with God because of his grace, that can change your motivation. That can change what you do, rather than, you know, thinking that you're living from a, a place of, of badness, and how bad you are, and you, you've got to change. I've got to change. I've got to change. It's, not, it's nothing like that when we're in Christ. We have a brand new identity, the Holy Spirit living in us, and we can look to uh, the Holy Spirit and the new heart that he's given us. Well, we used to know a pastor years ago, and he would tell us, as, as he was growing in grace, he would tell us that the gospel is, it's not a gospel of, of right doing. It's a gospel of right being. Um, understanding who you are in him can, can help change your motivation. You know, for example, if, if you think it's a rule to give 10% of all your income to a church, and, and you're required to do that, and then suddenly you're told, well, that's really not a requirement. That's something that's taken out of context. Now, grace will expose your heart. Do you really want to give 10%? Do you want to give more than 10? Do you want to give less than 10? What are you able to give? I mean, the, the, your motivation can be exposed and, and things will change. 
and, and I'm just using that as an example, why are you doing the things you're doing now? If, if you were brought up in a legalistic position in church, and like you said, Joel, you were told all these things you need to do or not do, and then suddenly you're told you're free in Christ, now what, what is your motivation? What, what will grace expose about you? And I think as we, again, if you just think I'm just a sinner, uh, then that's probably what you'll continue to go on doing. But if you can realize that you're the righteousness of God, then there will be a, a different motivation there from, from the heart, I think, that will help you to realize that God gifted you with something, expecting nothing in return. There's something within the heart that will start churning that wants to do the same thing. Well, we'll be switching gears a little bit next week. You know, there are some people who actually question whether the blood sacrifice of Jesus was even necessary. They'll take a verse or two out of context and say that it wasn't God's will for Jesus to shed his blood. It was man's will. It was all in man's mind, and so God just needed us to have a a change of mind. The blood wasn't really necessary. We'll talk more in depth about this and the silliness that goes along with it next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.